Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Eric Chapman. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night radio show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right meow. Got a tech. I work in tech and use a cheap flip phone. Already have enough internet. David K. Agree, David. You're on the same page. I'm into it. Got another one from Catherine. Flip phones you can find in garage sales and thrift stores like hospice thrift stores. Okay. Thanks, Catherine. Get me a flip phone. Also, you can get me some John Jang. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Hey, Eric. Uh, good to chat with you, man. It's been a, it's been a little while. Been a long time. Um, some background really quickly. John Jang is a new guy on the block. You're going to be hearing him um, on weekends coming up soon sometime. That's right. Is, is that right, John? You'll be doing... Correct the Mundo. Is, it Friday, yes, is it Friday nights? Friday nights. Okay. Yeah, that's going to be starting soon. But before this, just so everybody knows, I worked with John for about eight months uh, over at a sports radio station. Um, so we are familiar with each other. We're both weirdos. That's why we will get along. 100%. So, so I thought, John, um, we're going to talk some NBA because I think what's happening today is pretty monumental. Yeah. But um, I just want to ask you a little, maybe some get to know you questions first to see if, uh, sure. see if you're okay with that and people like you and if they approve of you hosting on Fridays. Okay, yeah, you know what? You got to get the approval. So fire those questions away, and okay. I'm sure I will fail. All right. What <laughs> What is the most annoying thing about you? The most annoying thing about me, yeah. I am a smoker. So I like oh. first right off the bat, right? Cigarettes, yeah. uh, especially right now with the whole pandemic thing, it might not be the wisest decisions, but uh, you know what? I'm addicted. So <laughs> How many how many how many packs a day? I'm not a pack a day yet, but like okay. probably like half a pack a day. Yeah. Okay. That that's about yeah. where I was at when I was smoking. I smoked about a half a pack a day. Yeah, you gotta help me quit, bud. Oh, it's the toughest. It took me four years, bro. I had to I went I went to the worst thing. I went from cigarettes to primetime cigarellos for like a oh. year. Yeah, which oh. are like one a pack a pack of smokes for each cigarello. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. right. So yeah. I did that and then finally that was just started disgusting me and and so I finally quit. It's about 7 or 8 years now, I think. See, like now I'm, I think I'm getting close to the point where they're starting to just really gross me out again. Yeah. So I, I might be close. Yeah. We'll have to see. Um I smoked massive amounts of weed too, so that wasn't very good of a transition, but That's but fair. nonetheless yeah. I quit. Um okay, have you ever been to Niagara Falls? I have. Wait, have I? Oh shoot! No, yeah, well, yes, yes, I have. have. I had to remember there for a second. I was like, <laughs> I was like, uh, which waterfall was that? Was that the really big one or just, just the a, somewhat just the big small one? one. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, my family did go on an East Coast road trip when I was young, and uh, there is a there is photo evidence that I've been to Niagara Falls. Yes. Okay, good because if you're hanging out with this crowd, Niagara Falls comes into play quite often. Uh, I'm okay. not. I'm not sure of the history of it or anything like that, but. You need to know about it, so um, th- I'm glad that you've been there because that will be that will be very helpful. Niagara yeah. Falls. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you ever married, John? No, never. Never. never? Got it. Do you have a Do you have a Do you have a partner right now? Uh, yes. Oh, you do. Okay, so you don't need us to hook you up with someone on this show. Well, I mean, uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. So the, 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 the options, all, the, the options. It's open. late enough. It's late enough to the point where I'm pretty sure no one's listening that uh, will get me in trouble for that. But oh. uh, no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'll be honest with you. No one's listening to this show, John. Well, let alone anybody you know. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I was got, listening earlier. I got to, you know, give you a hard time about not knowing what Fall Guys is. Eric, come on. It's I the don't biggest pl- game in the market. I don't play video games, John. I have a yeah, life. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Fair <laughs> Actually, enough. the only video game I play is Clash of Clans on my phone. 
<laughs> of all the things that, okay, like you're going to say you have a life and then you tell me you play that game? Come on. Uh, you got me. You're right. I got all a right. text here, 877-399-9888. Only losers have flip phones, John in Toronto. Look, John, I want a flip phone. I'm tired of the internet and always being on my damn phone. And I don't care you know what? I'm a loser. That's fine. What, John? Did, well, didn't I hear like the Motorola Razor was supposed to be making a big comeback or did I miss that entirely? No, I think you heard correct. I mentioned it earlier because I had one yeah. back in like 2006 and it was a great Oh, you phone. were the cool guy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I had a yeah. hip top too. You remember those? Yeah. Oh, Where yeah. you like flip the screen open and it had like the keyboard. Yeah, I had one of those. It was awesome. That was like one of those uh, Mission Impossible phones. Totally. Right? Like a gadget phone. Yeah, man. Exactly. Was, yeah. I, I, I had just a, you know flip phone just a regular yeah. flip phone nothing like a razor is just a flip phone just and it had brick breaker so um yeah <laughs> remember that yeah, i do breaker. remember that now, yeah, that's for a game. Sure, right yeah. yeah okay let's get to this now that we know john jang welcome john uh, this is this Thank is the you. crowd you're speaking to and i hope they approve of you uh give me a text if you like john 877-399-9898 give me a quick text if you don't too let's find out okay so um uh, maybe i could just ask you this john can you just in the nba what what happened with with the teams today yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's it's a big big day and a moment in in not just NBA history, Eric, but like maybe pro sports history in North America. Mm-hmm. So today it was supposed to be Game Five uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks going up against the Orlando Magic. The Bucks, by the way, up three one in their series. So if they win tonight, of course, they would have had the chance to just move on further into the playoffs. Well, before the game ever got started, the players for the Bucks decided we are not going to play. We are going to boycott because we are sick and tired of the social injustice that we're seeing on a daily basis happening in America. And most recently, the most prominent one, uh, of course, being the shooting that happened uh, over the weekend on Sunday that happened in Milwaukee. So it's, it's, it's the players themselves, not the team, not the officials from the front office that decided to boycott and not even the team that they were playing Orlando knew what was happening. The players on Orlando from the Magic, they were getting ready. They were doing warm-ups on the court, not mm-hmm. realizing that the Bucks had no intentions of playing tonight. So eventually word starts spreading. Uh, Orlando, of course, goes back. There's no game to be played. The Lakers start deciding, okay, we're going to have our own boycott. Eric, this thing caught fire in Mm. a hurry and so the NBA decided a couple hours after the initial boycott we're just going to postpone the games here tonight because clearly there's not going to be anything to be televising so we're just going to scrap that and and proceed with uh, our plans to have games tomorrow we'll see if that's going to end up happening but these boycotts have trickled into other sports. We saw there being postponed games in the MLB. We saw the WNBA, the Women's National Basketball Association, all games canceled today. Uh, we saw Naomi Osaka, who is a American-born, but she represents Japan yep. on the golf stage. Yep. She pulled out of an upcoming tournament because she's also a black woman. And so she decided, I'm going to stand in unity with some of my fellow athletes and try to stand up for what is right and social justice. So uh, it has just become a massive story, not just in sports, but, you know, it's trickling over into politics too yeah absolutely now i'm wondering about this too because you mentioned the other leagues i believe mlb was involved uh Mm -hmm. uh, the nba of course now now i just wondered john the nhl decided not to do anything yeah what does how does that reflect on them as a sports guy and and as like i want kind of both opinions from you like how does that help and should they have done what they did or should they have stood in solidarity with all the other leagues i think they should have stood in solidarity i I think they should have postponed those games now 
it, it wouldn't have been a boycott because a boycott is something that the players initiate themselves. Right. And it, it seemed pretty clear that the, the players in the NHL didn't really have an intention to do something like that. But I would have just really loved to have seen the NHL front office kind of understand the importance of this moment and postpone those games to give the league, the players, the fan base, all sports fans an opportunity to realize and maybe open eyes as to what's going on right now and the the importance of standing up to this social injustice. So the NHL conducted both games. Uh, they did have a moment of reflection before each game where it's kind of like a moment of silence where they just kind of pay homage to what is happening. But that's clearly not enough. Yeah. And so earlier tonight when I saw what the NHL was doing, I, I I couldn't help myself. I tweeted that, hey, look, if you're if you're feeling embarrassed, sad, angry, or just shocked, guilty maybe even a little bit, that the NHL is still playing games tonight, you have a right to feel that way. Because mm-hmm. in my opinion, the NHL failed its fan base because yeah. not too long ago, just a few months in the summer when uh, the Black Lives Matter movement was really kickstarting the NHL made it a point to try and exclaim that, hey, we, we support that. And we understand that our players, we ha- it's a predominantly white league, but there are black players in the NHL. Matt Dumbo with the Minnesota Wild prominently want, being one. And, uh, and they want to encourage their players to kneel if they, if they want to. And yet the NHL, when it has this glorious opportunity today, Eric, to be yeah. united with all the other sports athletes and leagues that had those closures today, they didn't they didn't seize the opportunity. And I think that's what's most disappointing is that as a Canadian, you love the game of hockey, but you want that love to translate into something that you can be proud of. And I don't think anyone's proud of what the NHL did tonight. Yeah. And I feel like this, this takes everybody all the time together in unison as one. And I feel like all these steps were taken and we're like, Oh my goodness, we're about to get almost every major league here. Representatives Mm -hmm. from everywhere. Oh my goodness. There's a, Oh, never mind. NHL's yep. not in it. So yeah, That's right. you're totally right. They missed that opportunity. What about, I always hear this too, John, which I used to be this way, but I am definitely not anymore. Lots of people just say, players, shut up and play. But that's stupid, isn't it, John Jang? It, it, well, it's stupid. And, and you know what? We hear it a lot, uh, you know, having experienced being in sports radio. There's a lot of people who say, keep politics out of sports, keep politics out of sports. And on one hand, I understand why. Sports, we look at it as an entertainment faction or factor. It's supposed to take our mind off some of the heavy things that happen uh, in real life. Yeah. But at the same time, these athletes, especially guys like LeBron James, they are more than just sports figures now. They have become truly huge massive icons lebron james is one of the most recognizable human beings on the planet Mm -hmm. and so i love and appreciate the fact that lebron james and several other uh prominent nba stars can understand the platform they have and want to raise the spotlight on these important social justice matters that are clearly still plaguing the united states and worldwide too but specifically in this case the united states because we have seen Michael Jordan in the past, who you can debate with me all day long whether or not uh, he or LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan never really took a firm stance on any major political issues. And so it was maybe disappointing to some people now, especially in in hindsight, that he wouldn't take a stance on certain things that people were demanding that maybe he have an answer to. Mm -hmm. At least LeBron James understands that, hey, I might be a basketball player, but first and foremost, I'm a black man. And as a black man, I cannot just hide in the shadows while I watch my fellow brothers get murdered. So I need to know that uh, my fans are going to at least hear from me 
that uh, I, I have an opinion on this and I'm willing to take a stand and I'm willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Do you see this happening? Uh, we just got about a minute left, John, but do you see this happening more? Do you see the NHL taking standing in solidarity? Do you see more players like are, are we talking this season even? Are you seeing the season on hold? What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, they had a meeting, the NBA did, a players-only meeting. They couldn't find a consensus on how to proceed forward. They do have another meeting scheduled for tomorrow morning. But if I had to call it, I I don't think we're going to see any more NBA playoff action. I I think this could be it for the NBA. As for the NHL, I doubt the NHL is going to tiptoe in Mm -hmm. like a day after the fact. So I think we'll get NHL hockey here. I don't know about the NBA. I would say probably not. Okay. Oh, cool. I got a text from D. Wayne really quick, John Jang, um, at 877-399-9898. The Niagara Falls thing started quite a while ago. One night, the host asked that everyone who texted in was to put the distance from Niagara Falls to where they were texting from. And oh. it kind of took off from there. And it's a thing. Okay. Yeah, like you'll be talking about, I don't know, something so random. And you'll be like, oh, John in Balzac, Alberta. And they'll be like, someone will text in, oh, Balzac is 4,051 kilometers from <laughs> Niagara Falls. It's a great little thing. So uh, we look forward awesome. to hearing from you, John. You got we're it. We're glad you're on the team. And uh, yeah, don't, don't screw it up. I will try not to. Thanks a lot, Eric. <laughs> All right, brother, man. Talk to you soon. Cheers. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Um, Roadhammer, never apologize for your text. This is a text from Roadhammer. I'm sorry, I don't believe the NHL should have joined a boycott and not played games. That would be like somebody telling all of the people that work in North America they should stop working also. Well, Roadhammer, um, if everybody in North America stopping working for a date or two means that black people don't get shot and killed in the back or indigenous people don't have their lands impeded on and stolen from them more and more and again and again, then absolutely we should take a month off of work if it means that people won't get killed. Clinton, Winnipeg. Good evening. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You? Oh, not bad. Good, good. Um, yeah, I just had a couple thoughts on this whole yeah. uh, social justice movement. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I've been totally supportive and done everything I can, well, minus the whole black blackout on Instagram. I didn't agree with that because you're blacking out all the stuff that could be coming up. But anyways, okay, yeah, yeah. I just watched a documentary on National Geographic about uh, 1965 in L.A. Watts, the riots that happened after that killing of a black man. Mm-hmm. This, this racism is never going away. There's too much hatred in the world. There's not enough love. People aren't raising their children properly. You don't, you don't, you don't, you're not born with racism. You learn it. So the thing that happened, I, I don't understand what, uh, why, why the NHL has to go and do this. They've done all the stuff that they've can, you know, they've let their players speak out about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow everybody just to make a point. You can have your own way of doing, it. and then you don't, you get vilified if you don't stand with everybody, like do exactly what everybody else now, does. I'm not, I'm not, Clint, just to be clear, I'm not vilifying them. My point was, I just think they missed an opportunity. That's more of what I was saying. But okay. So in the, in the short, okay. So if they do this, we've yeah. just got some kind of like stability or like uh, a release from this whole quarantine thing. Yeah. We finally got some sports back in our lives to kind of get us, you know, down to ground level kind of totally. thing. What is this going to cause? What, what, what is the, what is shutting down the playoffs with these millionaires saying that they're going to do this? If they were just saying, I'm not, I'm not going to get paid. I'm going to forfeit my salaries and give it to charity for this cause. Sure. But they're just saying, Oh, I'm just going to boycott it. What is that going to solve? And how long is this going to be now? So like, I just don't understand the logic of this is not going away tomorrow. Yeah. And just because you boycott a game doesn't mean that person's going to be shot. I just found out I was doing my research. I never came to any conclusions after I saw the shooting in Wisconsin, not that it's justified, I, I don't listen to the media until 
I know all the facts. Mm-hmm. And I found out today that apparently that guy was not there to break up a fight. He actually had somebody's keys. He was attempting a theft on someone's keys. Okay. Then when they went there, he has multiple warrants, one for violent assault. And they found out that they just released uh, on a news release that he was actually going for, there was a, actually, he wasn't going for it, but there was a weapon in the floorboard of the car. So as you being a police officer, put themselves in your shoes with the way things in the world are right now. What are you going through your mind at that point when a guy's not listening to you, he's running to the car, and what are you supposed to think? Well, don't I'm not him, saying that the cop was justified in doing that I'm not, at I, all. Yeah, no, Clint, I'm not going to – you just asked me way too many questions, and I, I can't it's get like, in. I, it's, I mean, it's never I, I see end. what you're saying, but it is going to end if we all stand in solidarity. It will. There's still but we all in the have world. to do it. We can end that if we all just do this together. We can end. There's no, how th- long? It's been going on since 1965 I, in L.A., and they're still not any Well, let's be, let's be honest. It's been going on for 400 years, Clint. I, exactly. one, really quickly here, I love all the research you've been doing, so you sound educated, so you really are doing your point, Clint, so I really respect you for that. But, but again, unless we're all holding hands and doing this together, it's not going to change. You're right. So you're right okay. to your point. It's not going to change. So that's why the NHL needs to just be like, okay, I'm, even if you don't agree with it, just do it. The I optics alone. End, I think they're with the uh, NBA playoffs. Like, I don't really watch NBA that much. I don't mind yeah. watching it, but I haven't been following too much. Yeah, I don't watch it. But I think what you're going to do is you're just going to alienate your fan base that is supportive, but they're not going to extremes all the time. Like, this is not going to change it just because you boycott some playoffs. It's, I think it's kind of mundane. Like, we, I'm totally supportive for them to LeBron James to say what he's been doing, and I've been listening to him. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know what's going on. I, I don't think there's a person out in the world today that doesn't know what's going on. The whole I, world I, has been one second, One second. I will argue that. Because okay. if you know what's going on, and you know what's happening, you see that black people and indigenous people are getting shot and killed, and you're just standing there and doing nothing? Well, I, what? That doesn't make so, sense to me. Like who was doing? What, are you talking about the recent shooting or any shooting? Well, I'm I'm just saying for right now, like as of today, yeah, I don't think there's anybody in the world unless they're in a bush in Brazil that doesn't know that there's injustice against black people, and I, I sympathize with them, and I I you know it makes me not sleep sometimes when I think about some of the stuff that they have to go through, but all the stuff that's been happening in the world, I think we know that we have to change, but it's going to take time. It's not going to happen tomorrow night or the next night after nope. the NBA doesn't play a game or two. You're right, but th- but this this the NBA not playing a game or two is going to get one more fan to be like, oh, you know what? They're right. And then when the NHL does it, they're going to get one more fan, and they're going to be like, oh, you know what? They're right. And that's going to continue on until we're all holding hands in this because we all have to be on the same page. And I, under- well, I, I, I understand what you're saying, that people know what's happening and it's not going to change, but... I feel like your I don't I I feel like your head's kind of you're just putting your kind of a head in the sand around it and just being like well it's not going to change no, this is I, how it I, is not you specifically not you specifically no, just when you say that it sounds like that's what's being said yeah uh, it just it's it's a sad state we live in right now and yeah. I don't think it it hasn't really changed since 1965 when I watched that the riots in there and it's just yeah I don't see a way out of it unless you you know start it's it's going to take a long time you got to start raising your kids properly and showing them that you don't hate people because of their color or because of their religion or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's the only way you can do it. No politician is going to come. Biden's not going to come in and win no, the election. And no, everything's going to yeah. be roses. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Clint. No, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate all the research you're doing, too.
Man, the conversation gets heavy every time. <laughs> but at least Clint's out there and he's having it. And, and, and you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It's too much. It's too much. Let's do an Are You Okay really quick. No, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to do Are You Okay's. We're not in the mood for that. <laughs> we got two minutes left. So it's not really enough time, Matt. <sighs> I just get... I just feel like Clint had some points there, but I'm just trying to get him in my head. It's like nothing's going to change unless we change it. Am I right, Gigi? Yes. You make a difference. You have to be the difference. See the difference? Yeah. We don't, we don't, we don't fight for the world we live in. We fight for the world we want to have. Yes. Yes. When you're blinded by the light as any, any is, you talk about head in the sand. He's bound to get his butt kicked. No, he's no. He's going to ask, but why? No. no, this is what happens, hon. He can't see it. But you know what? Because it's not personal for him. Well, that's interesting. That's sometimes, too, that's what it takes for some that's people. That. It needs to get personal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get it. These men, they, they can make a change just by not showing up. It's getting his attention. It's going to get everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. This, the time is now. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, yeah, right, Gigi. Yeah. So you can breathe, hon. This is the Shift Daily Podcast. Are you okay with not cutting your hair for 80 years out of fear you'd die if you did? Story of my life. <laughs> Has it been that long? Uh, as long as my hair. Uh, now it's how, <laughs> beyond my shoulders by how, this point. How afraid are you to cut your hair i'm not afraid but um <laughs> I, i've let my go myself go for so long that i can't go back all oh, right i just feel weird i just uh i like i like where i'm at how long has it been again did i ask that uh since i cut my hair yeah yeah i don't years, even remember like six years five years yeah. 13.8 years i i don't even remember wow that long yeah it's been about 80 years how do you look with short hair <laughs> Uh, Do you look goofy with short hair? I, I don't know. I well, was, I guess you don't look goofy. You just look so different that you would seem weird. Yeah, no. if you knew me or yeah. knew what I looked like. Right. I'm going to find your Instagram. Will you ever cut it? Your Facebook. Uh, oh, I'm getting cyberstalked by Chris over there. Oh, I'm always cyberstalking you. Don't worry about it, man. What was your question, Eric? I forget. But uh, are you okay with not cutting your hair for 80 years out of fear that you would die yeah. if you did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm okay with that. No, you no, I'm not, Chris. Oh, so I'm just uh, cyberstalking Matty at the moment. (laughs) Come on, he seems to have slightly, slightly shorter hair in 2010. It's about the length that my hair is now. Okay, well, I can't see you, Chris. So so you gotta give me a little more detail, my friend. It's down to my jawline. Anyway, um, okay. Do you have a long head, though? is it a bit longer because you have yeah, a long I, face? I do have a long... I actually do have quite a long face. Do you yeah. really? Why the long face, Chris? Yeah. Oh, oh it's wrong. genetics. Oh. I can't help it. It's a birth <laughs> defect. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I think... What? I mean, I, I, try, I tried to think, like, what is the worst thing that I could... You know, if I had to spend my life not doing one thing, what is the worst thing? Okay, and that's where you're at with wash, it, yeah. Washing. Yeah, washing. I, I, if I had to go really? without washing... I I don't think I could live like that as a smelly guy. Well, you um, know that's not it, necessarily true because I know people that don't wash and their body their body kind of adjusts and you don't stink all the time. 
I work with a oh, person. That's not true. It's one hundred percent true. That's smelly people say. I, I work with someone who swears to the sweet five pound six ounce baby Jesus. He does not. He like just go underwater, not really bathe. Just run run under some water. He doesn't use deodorant, nothing, and he never stinks. He actually smells lovely. I'm not gonna try it. I've, I've smelt myself at times. Oh, when I haven't had a shower. Oh, and how's that? It's I. I feel ashamed. See, I like yeah. my stink. When my when my bo stink, my own smell. I like it. I don't mind it. I don't. I don't like it. Really? I don't. I. I feel like my smell or your smell. Well, I've never smelled you. Um, and we're b- between glass, yeah, so yeah. it's really hard to. Would get... you come and smell me now and see how I smelled? Um. I think we have to keep like us like two meters oh, apart. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's right. Safety because of you know what. But, Dang, uh, I would have really loved if you did come in here and smell me though. That would have been awesome. In a in a in a braver, freer future, one day. I hope so. Would you I hope, smell them, Matt. I hope there's a day like where you can smell true. me. I can't even believe the words we are saying right now. What about yeah? What about a two meter tube? Now, you're not going to get the real musk, though. Okay, so here it is. While coronavirus lockdown caused many men across the world to grow their hair longer than usual, none can bear with Vietnam, Vietnam's Nguyen Van Chin, who has gone almost 80 years without a trim. Lockdowns may have caused many people to let their hair get a little extra long this year, but nothing compares to... That, that's exactly what I just said. Who wrote this? Lockdowns may have caused many people to let their hair get a little extra long this year, but nothing compares to this 92-year-old man from Vietnam. Nguyen Van Chen has not cut his hair in nearly 80 years. He wears it in a thick dreadlock that measures 5 meters long. You may notice that while the roots are white, the tip is black. That's what color his hair was at the age of 20 when he says he had a spiritual calling never to cut, comb, or wash it ever again. Well, so... It's all nope. about the tip. Nope. Nope. I believe if I cut my hair, I will die. I dare not change anything, not even combing it, Mr. Chan told Reuters in his village about 80 kilometers west of Ho Chi Minh City. I only nurture it, covered in a scarf to keep it dry and looking nice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Naguyan, nope. it does not look nice. This thing is a 20-foot-long dread, and it probably has. I, I have a friend who had dreads for about 10 years, and he would at times pull, like, dead flies live bugs like peanuts like random nuts a chia seed once fell out at a party into his glass so i I, this is no cut your hair you will not die i promise and the people around this gentleman need to be honest with him and just cut his hair off so to show him he won't die that's my point yeah is that the the story is missing a very crucial element which is all the jerks this guy have friends yes does he have friends yes I don't think he does. No, he Dude, cut your hair. Well, who's going to shower? Who's going to hang out with the smelly hair guy? Nobody, Chris. Nobody. <laughs> but then to your to the point to cut your hair, if you cut your hair, people would hang out with you. If people hung out with you, you would get friends. If you got friends, they would be honest with you and tell you to cut your hair. Yep. Thank and you're you. not going to die. You're going to be clean and you're going to smell <laughs> nice and that'll be really nurturing your hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but check it. What? What if he what if he cut his hair and then he died? <laughs> you would feel really bad. You, no, Every, I wouldn't because it just you guys what a just bad said. friend you killed. No, because you just that's just your friend. Be, no, that just happened to be the time that he died. It wasn't because we cut his hair, Matt. <laughs> Don't put that pressure on me. 
Oh, I got anxiety thinking oh my about God. it, though. <laughs> you have you were... one friend. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, dude, cut your hair. He goes like four more years, gets all these friends, and they're like, yeah, we love you, buddy. We're just going to cut your hair. And then that happens. <laughs> that would not be funny. It would be hilarious. Not that he's dead, just the fact that he died, and everybody thinks that it's because they cut his hair, not because he actually died. I'd say just keep it, man. Just keep it. Well, and it, he's 90 now. <sighs> Why change? Why change? This is the Shift Daily Podcast. All right. It's time for... Hey, guess what? You know what it's time for. Yeah. It's Chris's contribution. Yeah. Oh, it's in there. I thought I had to do it. Nice. You got stereo, Eric's. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, a recap from yesterday's Chris's contribution. We talked about Mittens the Kitten in New Zealand and how it's just a cat. It is nothing more than a cat. And it is getting worldwide recognition. But is it true that Mittens has a museum exhibition now, Chris? I was about to say, remember Mittens (laughs) the Cat... The cat that I love so much. And for the record, if you didn't hear yesterday, Chris hates this cat. He really laid into that cat. Yeah. You really did. Well, let me put it on the record that I'm a lover of cats. I'm a cat lover. Oh, that's fine. You know? That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I, were, I like the cat. you were really, mean. we were all really mean to the cat, let's be honest. Well, I wasn't. Well, I was. Yeah. No, Maddie, Maddie waited team mittens, and I still haven't forgiven him for that. <laughs> Nor will you ever. <laughs> no. It's, it's, I've, I've learned a lot about Maddie from, and, and his loyalties based on this one story about a cat. <laughs> but, but Eric, you came to the right side. You ended up hating the cat as well, right? Oh, yeah, because I went into it on Matt's side. I was like, it's a cat. What's wrong with this Chris guy? It's a cat. But then as you slowly went through the story, I got so frustrated because I, I thought this cat would be doing something, anything, <laughs> absolutely anything. But it turns out it's just a cat that what tried to get into a building. Yeah, well, he tried to get into a quarantine hotel. Yeah. And and the guard was like, no. And then the other thing that he does is he walks around town and he goes into some shops and he lies on the counter and people see him around the city. And so I think what you're saying is at the start, you were like, it's a cat. Yeah. And then by the end, you were like, oh, I hate it's this a cat. cat. <laughs> yeah, it's a cat. <laughs> it's a cat. Exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, anyway. Can you yeah, imagine if does... you just walked into a store and just curled up on the counter? I'm going to try that one day. How they react? <laughs> I can imagine how they probably react. <laughs> Start petting me. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah. The Wellington Museum. It used to be the, um, and this is not one of my segments for the well, topics for today. By oh, the way, okay. it's just a, it's just, a, just an intro. Yeah. But like the Wellington Museum, it used to be called the Wellington Maritime Museum, mm-hmm. and well, and Wellington has a really strong maritime history of. Um, like waterfront strikes and labor disputes and all kinds of really awesome stuff that shaped like, you know, the country and the city. It's now called the Wellington Museum and it's now proud to present Mittens, floofy and famous. Oh, his floofiness. His floofiness. He's not oh, famous. All I got for you is the, uh, well, he is now. He's on no, national radio geez, I guess Canada. we're talking about it here, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just read for you the, the blurb. That's all Matt. I got. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Wellington Museum is proud to present Mittens, Floofy and Famous, a perfect peek into Mittens' artistic inspiration, home life, and general petting about town. We're not kitten around. From early July, is a couple of months old, from early July, this pawsome mini exhibition will be on display at the museum and will be a must-see for Mittens lovers of all ages. You know what's going to happen next? Lynn Miranda Manuel is going to do a Hamilton version with Mittens in it. 
Oh god, that is actually the only thing that could make this worse. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna. Somebody's gonna put him in cats. It's cats for mittens. Good, he belongs there. He's a cat. <laughs> Get him off the internet. Put him in the musical. But, but Chris, he took a nap. <laughs> Come on, he's, man. He's not even the cutest cat, you know? Like, Oh, really? He's not? Like, well, he's a Turkish Angora, you know, and I'm, I have no I'm idea. Very, I don't know what that is. Well, I'm I'm very specific about what cats I like, which is pretty much like Tabby, and that's it. <laughs> really? What? Um, I- yeah, I, I've never owned a cat. <laughs> oh, you haven't? I thought you had a cat. Had oh, a Minz is adorable. Get out of here. Nah. Oh, long hair. What kind of cat is that? It's a Turkish Angora, and it's kind oh. of like when when the personality destroys the looks, you know. <laughs> He's got a little mark on his nose. Oh, look at him, little floofiness. Yeah, he better get that checked out. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Okay, Chris's contribution. That's enough about mittens. I'm Wait, we're not... Oh, sorry, I thought that's what that... No, no, go on, go on, go on. No, you got something no, else about mittens? I'm kidding. No, are you, something better than this? Anything is better than this, Chris. Can we get it over <laughs> with, please? Okay, let's go to Australia, <laughs> okay. because uh, if it's not New Zealand, it's Australia <laughs> at, at, uh, at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, in Australia, do you guys know much about Queensland? No, no. I'm not familiar with it at all. Queensland is the state that houses Brisbane and uh, is otherwise known as Surfers Paradise, uh, which is part of Brisbane, Okay, the Gold Coast, and is otherwise known as the worst part of Australia. So anything (laughs) that you hear about Australia which makes you cringe or die inside a little bit or feel embarrassed usually comes from Queensland. Wasn't the former host of this show from that area? I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, I'm going to say right now he was. I will neither confirm nor deny that. (laughs) I'm going to start that rumor right now. He left, though, didn't he? The crappiest part of Australia? Yeah, he left. He came to the coolest part of Canada. Yeah, but he bought his crappy Australian with him, and you know how that went. (laughs) I'm not going there. I'm scared of him. Oh, don't be stopped. Goke, please continue. Australia, (laughs) Gold Coast, it's a horrible place. It's a horrible place, and we're talking about. This is a story about a couple of tradies. Tradies are like uh, tradesmen, like okay. you know, blue yep. collar workers. Yep. So a couple of tradies, they're, they're, they're digging around. They're moving. They work for a land moving company, and they're in diggers, and they're on this very, very like nice site overlooking the ocean, and mm-hmm. they're, they're digging around in an empty lot. And oh, what's this? Well, what, what's this way down here in this lot? Well, it, it's five hundred thousand dollars that they find. Oh wow. Yeah, this is buried in this lot. It looks like uh, it's a very nice residential area, like very upper class. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're in a, it looks like they're flattening the land for a new foundations, right? And they're digging around. They find 500 grand in, in notes. And it looks pretty old. And so hmm. this is kind of a story of when a whole bunch of Aussie Montes bump heads like bumper cars over 500,000. <laughs> okay, so. really? We need to clarify. What's a munter again? Is that specifically something? Oh, a munter is kind of like, um, oh, what's a munter? It's like, it's, <laughs> how do I explain? It's kind of like a douchebag, but like, okay. but kind of just like a dropkick. And like also, a, uh, it's like a mook, a, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a dunderhead. Oh, here we um, go. A, a person often impaired by alcohol or recreational drugs. He's a real munter. He was really munted at the party. That's what I was saying. You can also be munted, which means like you're really drunk. <laughs> you're drunk. <laughs> Man, get munted this that weekend. part of the world is funky. Anyway, let, let's play the first clip of the story so we learn some more. 
A fortuitous find in a runaway bay backyard. A $476,000 fortune igniting a furious legal feud. The hidden treasure, old paper notes wrapped in Chinese newspapers, black garbage bags and sealed in plastic tubs, buried deep in the dirt. The two traders who unearthed the cash, handing it in to police only to be sacked by their boss for what? their honest act. With no yep. obvious owners, they made a claim for the jackpot, but it wasn't as simple as finders keepers. Explain that, Chris. What happened? Yeah, my head spun too. So this is a place called Queensland, and it's the worst place in Australia. Oh, so the world two, by the sounds of it. Two guys find $500,000. Now, imagine you find five hundred grand, oh. and you're like, oh, God, I can't just back pocket this. You know, it, it's like it's old, it's, it's covered in dirt probably. Oh. You, you can't just take it to the bank and deposit it. You can't nick it, right? So what do you do? They do the honest thing. They, they turn it in, and their bloody boss is like, what the hell did you do that for? You, you know, like... Is that you're, your Australian? Yeah. Give me more of your Australian. bloody sex. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Wow. What a couple of bloody drongos. Oh, my God. Bunch of munters. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah, they get sacked hmm. by their boss. And so what happens next is, you know, the way it goes is you oh, turn God. something into the police, oh, right? Boy, yeah, yeah. And then you have X amount of time to claim it. Right. And so what do you think happens in Queensland, Australia? Oh, it's a free-for-all. They just throw it in the air and whoever grabs it gets it. Here we go. Let's play the next clip. Several parties becoming entangled in a web of dispute. The two tradies, Daniel Boyd and Warren Bruggy. Their former boss, Shane Grimwood, co-director of DIG Earthworks, contracted to excavate the land. Morrison Construction Services, the owners of the block. Raymond Marr, the estranged son of travelling chef Stephen Marr, who used to own the property but died in oh, 2015. David Timpson, who also claimed he lived at the property 40 years go. ago. They might have put stash it there and when they were put in the site then and, and uh, might have forgotten about it, yeah. What? I think we may need to play that back. Can you play that? <laughs> they might have put stash it there and when they were put in the site then and, and uh, might have forgotten about it. Hold yeah. on, well, give me one more. Let me try. I want to get this. They might have put stash it there and when they were put put in the site then and, and uh might have forgotten about it yeah okay they might have put it there for put it in the site back then and then forgot about it that's very good i was going to ask really you if you good. needed me to translate Holy but yeah that was, you got it that was ridiculous can i unpack this a little bit yes I want, i'm dying just, here yeah there's a lot that just happened and there's there. so okay, many names so, involved in this too i need to know yeah yeah so first of all we've got the two guys uh forgotten their names but they found it their boss grimwood has fired them and also made a claim for the money really quickly right? grimwood sounds like the perfect last name for this guy too and you know what he looks exactly like hoggle from labyrinth oh awesome that's so great <laughs> Great, great reference, man. I love that movie. Yeah, no, yeah. he looks exactly like that guy. So, <laughs> so they're the earth moving company. Now, there's, there's also the company that owns the land, which name escapes me. It'll come back in the story. They've mm -hmm. also made a claim. There's two guys. Um, I've forgotten their names again because it's late. There's so but, many, though. It's okay. It doesn't but, matter. It's but, fine. Hold a second. Remember the money was wrapped in Chinese newspaper, and these are two Chinese guys caught with their last name Ma, and one of them is the estranged son right. of the father and that that just raises a whole bunch of questions right there. Yeah. And then there are a whole other bunch of bloody, you know, Yankee doodles who come in and and their names are like Kathleen and Joel and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's my money too." 
you know, and it's it's just all these people are coming forward. And then you've got this last guy with the most unconvincing, like his eyes are darting around everywhere. Being, his name's Timson, being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I put it there. I put 50, 50 years ago. Yeah, I, I, might have just, I might have just forgotten about it. Yeah, oh. just forgotten about my $500,000. Oh, you know, it happens. You know, you, you have so much money, you can forget about that. Can we just play that one more time just to sound here absolutely how unconvincing he sounds? I might have put protested there and when they were putting the site then and, and uh-huh. uh, might have forgotten about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might yeah. have. You might have just forgotten about it. So just maybe I could have put it in the thing there, but the thing was over there, and then that thing wasn't right, and then I just forgot about it. <laughs> but, you know, can, I was can, busy. I had to go to the bathroom and get lunch. Can I also say that this guy is, is um, he's, he's, a bit, he's got like three very, very, very long single gray hairs. He's obese and just walking around wearing an a, a stained ACDC T-shirt. Oh, how many teeth? Sweet. How many teeth? Probably three or four. Oh, perfect. Okay. I yeah. love, I yeah, love I Queensland. Love I'm moving to Queensland. I, I love this Queensland place. too. Right, let's go. <laughs> it's a nice place to visit, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any, do you guys have any, any, any bets at the moment on, on what's going to happen here or, or who the, the front runner is? Oh my God. Uh, Grimwood. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I want the guy that, uh, I want the, the guy that can't talk. That I think he gets Grimwood. it. Yeah. Oh no, Timson. No. Yeah, Timson. He gets it. Okay. Toothless so Timson. Just before we find out what happens, I'm just going to go over the characters one more time. Oh jeez. There's, there's the guys, their boss, the company that owns the land, Timson, Grimwood, and that's what we need to know. Let's play the last clip. Find out what happens. None of them get it. Timson, Grimwood, and two other applicants eventually <laughs> withdrew their claims. Today, a judge ruled that the current owner of the land, Morrison Construction Services, had the best claim to the cash as it was buried within its land, ordering the Queensland police transfer the funds to their account. But this tale has another twist. After 10 long months, has finally come to a resolution and all the parties have agreed on a confidential basis. What's confidential is the details of a settlement between the construction company and the remaining parties, the two tradies and Richard Marr, meaning exactly who gets a slice of the fortune cannot be revealed. But the tradies aren't missing out. Very happy with the outcome and uh, very grateful to all of the people on social media who have been saying give some to the tradies. If you're up for a treasure hunt of your own, this infamous block of land here on the Gold Coast is now up for sale. Even if you come up broke, the waterfront views certainly won't disappoint. And if you do strike gold... Mm. And not finders keepers, take it to police. Sophie Upcroft, Nine News. What? <laughs> yeah. What just happened? The lesson here is if you find $500,000 in cash, shut your keep mouth it. and keep it. Yep. Put it in, rebury yep. it, rebury it, and come back in the night. I'm I'm so upset by that result. By the way, <laughs> why? What? What? Genuinely what, upset. What me. upsets you the most about it, Chris? Would they give five hundred thousand dollars to a company that owns like a a a a triple plus land in right. like this elite zone of Queensland? First of all, that seems unfair in itself, and secondly, they're just the they're just the assholes they own the, that own the land. Whereas there's there's no investigation into the um the the father and son right who who had lived there, but I think it's, yeah to your point though I think that when it comes to land rights like anything 
that's not buried a certain depth is it's considered whoever owns like the topsoil of their land is considered theirs. I think it's like six feet sometimes. Oh but my god, it's so messed up to me. Yeah, so like you like even even in some places when you buy land, you you own the the surface, but you can't dig like after to a certain depth because you don't own that part of the land. But that that whole thing to me just is like. You could play that, and it would be a perfect analogy to the Democratic primary. <laughs> what are you talking? Are you saying that this is Donald Trump's speech? They might have put protest it there, and when they were putting the site, then and, and uh, might have forgotten about it. Yeah, Team Timson. It's Biden's speech. <laughs> Donald Timson for president. They might have put protest it there, and when they putting the site then and, and uh might have forgotten about it yeah timson 2020 <laughs> i mean his, you're right about that argument though chris i would have given him more of a more of a chance because that was a solid argument right there it's also so anticlimactic because i just want i want to know who who gets it so the company got it but then it was distributed between a whole yeah. bunch of them but that was kept confidential and then you just have this weird real estate pitch right at the end of it where she's like you could buy this property yeah. if you want. and then and then the guy said if you find gold it's not yours you have to turn it in it's like no that's not how it works what's going on in queens i'm never going there i'm not moving there i changed my mind i'm still gonna Can, move there. you're still gonna go i'm gonna listen to the t- radio and television 24 7 i just sit in Queensland, in Brisbane, yeah, and, and listen to the radio. In Brizzy, yeah, in br- good old Brizzy. What would you do there, Maddie? Uh, just Maddie's in the hizzy. Just be on Smoko, just hanging out. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm Smoko. on Smoko. So leave me alone. I'm on Smoko. Oh my God, can we please play that? Can we please play? The can you pull dots? it up really quick for the break, I there, Matt? Love- yeah. Yes. I'm on Smoko. Leave me alone. I'm on Smoko. Oh, let's just go to break with this. Thank you for listening to the Shift Daily Podcast. Tune into the show online or on the radio. season of 911 on a new night Thursday March 14th on Global Stream on Stack TV